<laughs> Hi all, welcome back to another podcast. Um, today we're going to name one player every club should sign. And I've got two guests on today. So first we've got Billy, who's a Man City fan. And then we've also got Max, who's a Chelsea fan. So Billy, you're probably the only person I know who's a City fan and isn't actually a glory hunter. When did you start supporting City? All my life, mate. My dad's from Manchester, so just got passed down the family. Uh, yeah, no, no, I have to deal with the accusations every time I mention it, given my accent, but, you know, love, love the club. Probably first shirt was when I was six, so 2000, 2007. Yeah, that's... So before, before the takeover. Solid 15 years then. That's... yeah, yeah. yeah. Not time. too bad. Um, and Max, how about yourself? So you're obviously from the States as well, which I'm sure people will hear in your accent. But when did you yeah. become a Blues fan? Um, I became a Blues fan in sort of a weird way because my dad, my dad is English. Well, half English, half Spanish. But none of my family members supported any clubs. But we're still big watchers of football. And we would always support Spain in World Cups growing up. So I probably was like eight or something. And Torres was my favorite player. And just as I started to get into football, he signed for Chelsea. And, and obviously it was, you know, <laughs> a bit of a controversial signing, but he was my favorite player by far. So I just decided, okay, I'm going to support Chelsea. And yeah, ever since, ever since Torres signed, I've been supporting Chelsea. So it's been, it's been quite a while. Obviously hit some immediate success winning the Champions League pretty pretty soon after that. So ever since then, it's been sort of a... It's, it's, it's been fun from the start, let's put it that way. So, yeah. Yeah, nice. It's obviously a lot of trophies as well along the way, but I hope you've uh, switched over from England now when you're watching international tournaments. And so Yeah. Of yeah, of course. Yeah, it's always been those two, but you know, it's sort of... It's more like a hope England gets far, but, you know, back in back in those days, Spain were always in and, in and amongst the top, so... Of course, yeah. Typically, I was supporting them longer into the tournaments, but yeah. Nice. All right. So let's move on to a player that every club should sign. So we can do, you can say a player that either you think they will sign or you think a club should sign this player, or even if you want them to sign a specific player, you know, it's quite open. So we'll start off with AFC Bournemouth. I mean, I doubt any of us have watched them that much, but <laughs> do either of you have a suggestion on who you'd want them to sign? I'll let, I'll uh, let Bill start us off. I mean, mine's not the best to start. It's extremely rogue. Uh, I went Jan Sommer, the Richard uh, Gladback keeper. Interesting. <laughs> because he's very under, criminally underrated goalkeeper. Mm. Uh, kind of old. I feel like that's one of those, you know, like some of the old keepers go to like the random clubs. Yeah. That like, was it Victor Valdez who went to Middlesbrough or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, summer is I can, class. Summer I see is that class. kind of transfer happening. That would be I, a big signing for Bournemouth, I reckon. I've also gone for a couple goalkeeper shouts as well, but yeah, carry on with summer. I, I mean, Bournemouth goalkeepers, I looked at them, they don't look that good. Uh, bit of experience, bring him in. Plus, Gladbach aren't actually doing as well as they were the past couple of seasons, so he doesn't really have European football to look forward to, so it could be a you know, the Prem could entice him, maybe. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, I, I, can, I can go in next. So I've, I went for, well, Scott Parker, he likes more 
possession-based football, or at least he did with Fulham, I remember. And then when he came to the Premier League, he, you know, they could when when you when a promoted team comes up, you can't really hold the ball as much. So you just need a really good shot stopper. And as an Arsenal fan, I know we're selling Burnt Leno. So I thought, you know, he's not great with his feet, but he's a good shot stopper. So maybe he could slot in. Or alternatively, um, Kelleher at Liverpool, he's the number two. And every time I've seen him, he's been pretty solid. So I think this could be like a good loan deal. You know, he's a good signing. He could do with some more experience. He's probably better than just a backup only getting cup games. Yeah, yeah I think that's, those are both good shouts. I think it's really important that newly promoted sides have a good base in goal because they're going to be facing a huge amount of shots. Having said that, I didn't go for, I wasn't really thinking about goals, goalkeepers. I think I was looking at their attacking options and I was pretty underwhelmed. And I saw the, obviously Watford just got relegated. So I think Emmanuel Dennis could be, could be a sneaky shout, obviously a bit of a, an FPL legend from uh from last season but he's he can play in a bunch of positions in the forward line you know he's got he can make stuff create stuff out of nothing he'll probably be available for pretty cheap probably something in like the 15 to 20 mil range beyond that i was thinking they could also use a a, a solid center back so i think nat phillips could be a shout yeah I, had I, think, him as well. I think if they get a sort of talismanic person up top which, you know, I, I don't know if that's going to be Dennis, but, you know, I, I think at least a signing up top is going to is gonna have to come if they're going to... Because they need goals. You need goals to stay in the Prem. Is that striker just Solanke? Is he the only one? I think so, yeah. Just Solanke, yeah. He was he pretty did, trash in the Prem, wasn't he? Yeah, he did well for them last season in the Championship. I think he got nearly 30 yeah. goals, so... Um, maybe, maybe might be another Mitrovic. Could be, could be. Up. So... Yeah, it's it's hard to know where that one will go. Obviously, I think they would need to make a lot of signings to stay in the in the league. I reckon because their squad is looking pretty thin. Um, Have they signed anyone? I don't think they've signed anyone as of yet, except Ryan Fredericks from West Ham. But I'm not yeah. sure if he's gonna go straight in. So it's hard to see. Um, next, we can move on to. Arsenal and obviously I'm an Arsenal fan and I've done another pod uh, a week or so ago so if you want to check that out for more in-depth you know discussion but just to summarize I reckon someone like Yuri Tielemans could be pretty good if Shaka was to go if not I don't think it's that necessary because I I don't I don't think that we could really deal with both of them in the squad because um, they offer kind of similar things. They're different profiles, but they would fit the same position. So it doesn't make sense to keep the both of them. But we also need a, a left back option for when Tierney's out because he gets injured quite a lot. That's just that's just his play style. He's quite rough and gets into a lot of challenges. So we could do with someone. I've I've seen Lissandro Martinez linked, but it looks like he might be going to Man United now. So Someone like Zinchenko off, off yourselves, Billy, could be a decent signing if you take Cucurella. Um, and then we also need a good winger option. So I was thinking, obviously, we've been linked with Rafinha, but that looks like he could be going to either you guys or even Barcelona, um, the other two front runners. And if he's not available, then I'd want Serge Nabry, but even that doesn't look likely. So then if we can't get either of them, I reckon we go... Musa Diaby of Bayern Leverkusen. He's another left-footed right winger who can play on the left as well. And 
if if we also then can't get him, then as a plan C option, I think we should go for a left winger and a right winger. But the problem with that is it might crowd out the options we already have, which is basically what why I'm trying to say if we don't sign Rafinha, we're kind of screwed. In, well, in long. Jesus plays better on the wing. I that think. is that is a, what a lot of City fans say. But... Yeah, he he because. If you've signed him to rely on him for his goals, then I don't think Arsenal fans are going to be too happy with him because he's. I think I saw the other day his like expected goals, or like chances missed or something, is one of the highest ever in the Prem. Yeah, it is. But then when he moved out to the wing, like the past couple of seasons, he's been so good. So he's a good option for the wing. Um, I actually went both. Relatively unrealistic, I think. <laughs> um, I went with Barella and Tonali, either or. Just because I, I think, they, well, more so Tonali, Arsenal still need another CDM. Uh, Lekonga, I'm not I'm not convinced. But I've seen Arsenal fans kind of putting all their little compilations up saying how he's going to become unreal and like Vincent Company hyping him up. But I haven't seen it so far. Um I think if Arsenal next season, if they get Champions League, they'll have a much better chance of getting these players. We're kind of going to be a bit, a bit tricky, but especially Barella. I saw he was semi-linked to Liverpool. So, yeah, I mean, it's the, the Prem interests him. Uh, yeah. He's a little bit more box-to-box, I think. Yeah, kind so... Of, but so is Tielemans in that sense, I guess. He'd be, yeah. he'd be super expensive as well. Barella. Yeah. So, like... <laughs> but, yeah, I, if, think, um, I think Arsenal spent too much for, the, for Barella standard of player I, I think the best shout you have really right i think the most obvious transfer i don't think rafinha is coming to you I, I don't think he's even going to come to chelsea because it appears yeah. he just wants to go to barca so i would sort of i would forget that but i think i, I think the one clear shout would be telemans or a midfielder i, I don't think jack is going to cut it i don't think he has been cutting it and I mean, it depends if you want to splash on a midfielder now in a sort of desperate attempt or sort of wait, use the squad now, build up to next year, see what can happen with Odegaard and Vieira and things like that. My impression also, is... I also threw around the name Ruben Neves, but I don't know if that's happening either, especially this late into the window. I mean, it's not late, but I, don't yeah. know. I, think, I think you'll stick it out with Xhaka. I think Zinchenko is actually a really, really good shout. Because he could slot into that left centre mid. Exactly, role, yeah. Especially if you play a sort of more of a four-three-three. So yeah, I mean, I he's he's not naturally a left back. Like for Ukraine, mm. he's unreal in centre mid. Yeah, but we just never. He's just not good enough for City to play there. Yeah. I think he probably sh- if if Kukurella comes in, I think he probably should go. Yeah. We could in get him for a draws. good price. Good price as well. I reckon like twenty-five million. And the way we use our fullbacks anyway. Uh, it's yeah. not really, it's not even a fullback. It's more of just like an inside central midfielder. So that kind of suits him anyway. Yeah. Um, and City, City are good at like selling players for way too cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you, I, you did hint at um, Laconga and he didn't have a great first season, but there's always a, a little, you know, adaptation phase for a lot of these players that come from other leagues. So I'm hoping the next year is when he'll step up. Because Party will be our number six, but next to him, I don't think, as you as you both said, Jacker will cut it. So someone in the profile of like a Barella would be pretty good, even if it's 
maybe a bit unrealistic just because I don't think we have the finances or the pool to get someone like Barella with no Champions League. Um, a few others that I had had an idea of was uh, Michael Elise at Crystal Palace on the right because I think we just need to give Saka a bit more, just a bit more of a rest because he, he would play almost every game for us. And at the age of 20, you know, you look at Pedri as well. Player fatigue is, if, if a player is just 20 years old and they're playing, what, 60 times a year, then you look at people like Michael Owen as well. By the time they're like 28, 29, they're already just burnt out and picked up so many injuries. And it's just not good for the duration of the durability of the player. So, yeah, I think we could do with another option to provide Saka with competition, but also, you know, back him up in, in some way. Do you know what uh, Elise's release clause is? I know it's like not crazy. Expensive. Wasn't it like 12 mil? I feel like I saw. I, I saw a 35 million. I think it. I think it's somewhere in that range. It's not like crazy, but... It was stupidly cheap. Yeah. I think it used to be before they gave him a new contract, but... Oh, did he sign a new contract? I think so. I I don't know. But I know it's not that high because a lot of Chelsea fans have also been saying, like, you know, could could potentially be an option, but... I think he's a pretty good player whenever he's played, but he's just been in and out of the team because of injuries and stuff. So, yeah, I think... He's definitely one to keep an eye on for next year as well. Uh, I think that's it. probably enough on Arsenal now, so we could head on to Aston Villa. Uh, either of you got any rogue shouts? They've already made most of their signings. You know, Philip Coutinho, Diego Carlos and Bubakar Kamara. They cover, they're probably all going to start in their best team. So who else even is there that they can sign? I, uh, I went for Dennis for Aston Villa. Just because I'm, I'm not too convinced by Watkins either. Like he had a good start when he initially signed, but he wasn't very good last season. And like even in the last game against City, if he was like even a bit more clinical, then Liverpool would have won the league. The amount of chances he had. Yeah. Um. And yeah, kind of similar to what Max said. Just Dennis can play across the front three. Good for. He's not like he's better than uh, Championship quality, so he should probably will stay in the Prem. So, uh, and he, again, won't be that expensive. So they might as well put a little offer for him. I quite, I quite like Watkins, but I've, I just feel like he's sort of hit his ceiling already and it's just not that impressive. And I don't know. I feel like for Villa, they've got, they've done such a good job now of recruiting the depth that they need to sort of maintain this level of squad for the whole season. But like, so any, any signing that they'd need now would have to be like quite high tier, which I don't think is going to come in this transfer window. I mean, I, I wrote down, I, I wrote down Brogia. who's probably, I'm probably going to mention quite a lot for a lot of these teams. Yeah. I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like he is going to need another loan. I don't, I think Chelsea will want to loan him out again. And he's already shown what he can do at Southampton, you know, first season in the Premier League. And he's just such a raw, powerful sort of talismanic striker that I think he could do really well at Villa, especially under Gerrard. But, you know, th- that could be said for a number of teams who also sort of need that option. And also, he wouldn't be guaranteed to start every game. In fact, he probably wouldn't. If, at best, he'd probably be looking at, you know, half the games. So I think it's it's him, Dennis, or... I, I also wrote down Suarez, but, I mean, obviously, that's a, that's a hugely a long shot. Long shot but He know, does want to stay in knows. Europe, so he could yeah. link up again with uh, Gerard. But... <laughs> yeah, who knows? Villa also have Danny Ings, so 
they you know they've got a lot of people up there um, linked to leave though he might yeah he, i think he could potentially leave he doesn't really seem like a gerard player you know he doesn't seem to play that much under him but yeah as well with watkins he's it just doesn't seem that clinical hopefully he can you know improve on his output and his finishing you know clinicality for next season but yeah that's city game at the end of the season if he'd there was a couple chances in particular which were oh, shockers. <laughs> uh, but my 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 signing that I think they should make it's a it's a bit of a cheat or like a loophole. But they've got Carney Chukwameka, one of their youngsters, who's on the verge of expiring his contract. And I know a lot of other clubs are looking at you know tipping him up. So I would probably just put all their resources in trying to get him to stay and give him playtime because. He was in the under 19, uh, 19 Euros as well, and he performed really well. And every time I've seen him play, he's been really impressive. So he scored the winning goal last night, didn't he? Yeah, I did. I I wasn't sure which goal he'd scored, but yeah. I think he got the second, the one to put him two up. Nice. Yeah, he's a quality player. So I would, Gerard, get on Carney Chukwameka's phone line and tap him up because he needs to stay at the club. All right, let's go on to Brentford next. So. It's going to be their second season in the season in the Prem. Is it going to be second season syndrome or can they make some signings? What do you guys reckon? Brentford's another weird one because I I don't know their squad that well. And it feels like they've sort of got, I don't know, their transfer sort of policy seem is so sort of different from a lot of other teams. The one name that jumped out to me was Max Ahrens. I think he could be a quality signing if they're willing to spend that much on... I mean, I, th- I think now that Norwich got relegated, he won't he won't cost that much. But I feel like at least have the op- another option at right wing back, and he would definitely be an upgrade. I-, I think he could he could offer quite a lot for them. Yeah, I back that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that their main priority should be replacing. Um, I mean, I don't think Ericsson is going to sign with them. Even though I saw he apparently turned down United. I don't, I don't think. There's like much bigger clubs going for him, so I, I think the sensible thing for him to do would not be to stay with Brentford. But I went with um, Brahim Diaz, who I think I think is at Milan uh, and just barely plays because when he was at City, he was it was him and Foden were the two, oh, and Sancho, but Sancho not so much. They were the two that were kind of uh, tipped to basically have the same like future that Foden's currently had and Raheem kind of died off when he moved to Real Madrid but I think if he wants to have a little you know revive in his career go to Brentford he's not going to be that expensive even just on a loan uh, go yeah try, try and feel that uh, lack of creativity that uh, Ericsson's going to kick out of uh, he's going to remove by leaving yeah that's a good little shout I think the thing is with Brentford they're very um Met, you know, they've got their own statistical models and metrics that they use to sign players and tap them up. So they'll probably just have a criteria of we want, I don't know, a right back who is good at X, Y, and Z and fulfills these percentiles and whatever, and then target those sorts of players. So I've seen that in the last few hours, they've agreed a deal for Aaron Hickey from Bologna, who's a bit like when we signed Tommy Asu, he's another two footed fullback and play on either side you know, quite fast, dynamic, good at ground duels, you know, can play that that role quite well. So 
that'll be a good signing. And yeah, as you guys said, if they can try and renew Ericsson, then that would be a target. If not, then maybe go for some hidden talents that they can probably identify. Um, maybe Ibrahim Diaz could be on the on the agenda, but we'll we'll see about them. Um, next, we can go on to Brighton, our our home club, essentially. Um, do you guys have any suggestions for them? Obviously, they'll be looking for replacements for Bissouma and Kukurella as of now. Well, Kukurella hasn't gone yet, but it's very likely he's expected to be joining City by the end of the year, which will be a shame for Brighton because he's done so well there. But how are you feeling about the prospects of Kukurella, Billy? I like him. I think he's quite good. I don't really know if he's going to come in as our starting left back if, if we get him. Um, Bay seems pretty exciting. I didn't really watch too much of Brighton, but from what I did, he was kind of one of the players that stood out. And so kind of for that reason, I feel like if we do go for him, we could kind of do a, a two-way deal and they could either sign or loan Liam Delap. Um, because I think he is kind of lower league prem, uh, quality. He's not getting the game time at City because his kind of chance was a couple of seasons ago when Aguero and Jesus were both injured, but then um, he himself got injured. And so with with Haaland and Alvarez coming in, he's just not going to play and he's not going to progress. So I think also considering that Brighton need a striker, it could be a deal that works quite well for both clubs. But I assume if we were to sell him to Brighton, it would be with a buyback because that seems to be what we're doing at the moment. It's just selling all of our young players and then just including buybacks. <laughs> Yeah, minimise the risk. As you said, I, I like the Delap shout. I mean, I don't really know much about him, but I think Brian could definitely use a sort of different style of attacking option. I think the big thing for them is replacing Basuma and Cucurella, obviously, as well. But I think Basuma especially. I mean, the obvious name that's sort of being thrown about for like just about every club on the planet is Sangare, who, you know, I, I think will be that physical ball winning midfielder I, I don't know if he's necessarily got the skill on the ball that Basuma does like I, I don't think he's of the same standard and I, I really like the signing from Tottenham I was actually really annoyed I really wanted him at Chelsea but I think Sangare give him a shot he can probably he'll probably go for pretty cheap I mean Brighton fans will be expecting them to at least you know spend on spend on a midfielder and he's wanted by so many clubs that if they can land him I think that's a that's a pretty serious win from them. Yeah, I back back that shout. Yeah, they definitely do need to replace Basuma. I think they brought through some guy called Moses Caicedo at the end of last season. He was pretty impressive. So maybe he'll have to pick up the mantle and we'll see him go for a 50 million odd move in the next few years. Like Brighton seem to keep doing with these yeah, they sign players or bring them up through their academies and then just sell them for loads of money. So their recruitment team is obviously doing a great job. Um, as you guys said, they need to replace Cucurella and Bissouma. And I, you mentioned Brozier earlier, Max, and I was thinking that he'd do really well here at Brighton because he did well at Southampton, I think, but he didn't really develop as a player just because his strengths lie in their system in a sense. So He's kind of, it's like his comfort zone. Whereas I think a team like Brighton would take him out of that comfort zone and work on his link up play. And I think he'd get a really good footballing education under Graham Potter. So 
yeah, I think that could be a, a great signing because we all knew he, well, I think most of us knew he was Premier League ready by the start of last season. But so we already kind of knew. I, I just think a year in Brighton would definitely improve him. Yeah, I think a lot of Chelsea fans would be very happy with that loan option. Definitely in comparison to some other teams where, like you said, he'd be playing really as that front man, aggressive pressing, runs in behind. With Brighton, he's going to have to sort of think outside the box. And if he wants to flourish, he would have to, like you said, work on his link-up play and, you know, not just rely on his physicality, which obviously he, he's got. So, yeah. Do you not think with um, Lukaku going that Chelsea might want to keep him? I think, I think from purely just like a, would I want him in the squad now that Lukaku's gone? Like, yes, definitely. Like he would be that option. But I think for Brozier, like in order to keep him, we need to give him game time and he's not going to get that. Especially the way Tuchel plays. I, I, I personally think Havertz is by far the best option that we have at nine. And just whenever he plays at nine, it's his best role. It gives him the most freedom. We play the best especially if we bring in like a Sterling or another attacker who's maybe more clinical running off him versus like Postage, Ziyech, those type of players. I think Havertz is going to be really, really, really useful. Yeah. Like would I want Brozier on the bench? It's like, yeah, fantastic. But I, th- I think it, it's going to be best in the future if we let him one more loan and then, then we have to try him. I feel like then it's, you know, we, we have no excuse if, if he does well. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like when, for example, last season we sent out William Saliba and a lot of fans were thinking, oh, you've spent 30 million on this guy. Why are you sending him out on another loan? But he wouldn't have got even, not to say he's a bad player, but he just, with his development and his age, he wouldn't have got even half of the minutes he got over at Marseille. And now he's ready with our squad to actually make an impact. So I think with some players, you do just need to give them that extra year. It might require a bit more patience but in the long term it should you know do well for you and and you mentioned earlier Tommy Delap Billy and I think he, he just looks like a monster doesn't he he's just so tall but he's lethal as well that could very be physical a, yeah very very decent signing for Brighton um as a Cucurella replacement I had people like uh Raum from Hoffenheim Tagliafico maybe or Mailer he's from Atalanta, I think he can play both wing back roles. I think he's been linked with Chelsea as well for a decent price. So yeah, he could be someone. Is that, that, I, is that the Danish? Like the look around. Yeah, the Danish guy. Yeah, he was good in the um, Euros. <clears throat> yeah, and Raum is the yeah he's German, plays in the Bundesliga. I think a lot of other clubs are eyeing him up as well. So that could well, he's be. He's kind of just like the perfect wing back. I mean, like as wing backs go, he's so direct and so like powerful and you know clinical yeah. as well. I mean, a lot of people want him as the the Marcus Alonso replacement, but <laughs> I, I I honestly I don't think it's going to happen. It would be a sort of late into the window transfer if if it's going to happen. You know, depending on what happens. But yeah, Chelsea have a backup left back. I mean, it's been Alonso, but. Currently, if Alonso, when Alonso leaves, no. I mean, we've got some players that could play there, but and we've got a few academy players, but n- n- no. I mean, it would really rely on we'd rely on Showell being ready. I mean, Reese James has played left left wing back. Hudson Odoi has also played left and right wing back, but it's like at that point, you know, that's it's just not going to cut it, no. in my opinion. Unless we start playing with the back four. 
and then you know we have a lot a few more options you know like Malang Sar has played there quite a bit this season I mean he's definitely not of the level but you know <laughs> if necessary if we, if we land Ake you know he can also play that left back but you know we'll, we'll see we'll see and Ketia showed Sar levels at Stamford Bridge earlier on which is <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Chelsea are actually next in the alphabet, so we could go for go through their signings to let next. Uh, Max, I'm sure you've got a lot of. Names. Yeah, Chelsea's a bit crazy at the moment. I mean, obviously, new new owner, completely new boards. I mean, most of our you know upper level staff have all, all been leaving. Marina's left. Czech has just left. Our chairman, Barker's left. So it's, it really right now it feels like it's just Burley and Tuchel sort of two-man team getting stuff done i mean it, i like the look of todd he looks he seems to be aggressive he's sort of willing to pay i mean currently we've done nothing but <laughs> i mean i guess we'll see but I, I can understand why we've been slow because of you know obviously the transition but i mean i think personally i think the the position that we need players in is center back we have to replace rudiger and christensen you know we just like you have to I think personally, I think if we can land Delict and Ake, that solves all of our problems straight away. No questions asked. I think Ake is fully ready to play as a left centre back for us. You know, he's he he grew up and he grew up through Cobham. He's played for Chelsea under, you know, he played alongside Terry when he was at the club. I think he suits us really well in terms of he's aggressive, he's good on the ball. He wouldn't be too expensive. I mean, we'd probably be. I think he would. We'd be, we'd yeah, definitely be overpaying, but I, I think personally, you're paying for someone who's n- not very much risk at all would slot into the team into a position that we have no one to fill it. I mean, you- delict. I like the idea of delict a lot for obvious reasons, but m- also because if we did get delict, it would probably be a some form of a swap deal, which could allow us to sort of offload a Pulisic or a Werner and get those wages off the books and, and give people like Mount and Reese James like very, very necessary new contracts. In terms of attack, I mean, I think Sterling's a great signing, depending on the price. I don't, I don't really know if it's a good idea for City to let him go if they're, and, unless they have a sort of... I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. It's, it's, it's a benefit for us, but it also depends... I mean, I think our midfield is sorted right now and unless Jorginho leaves, which I've heard recently that he might do. And if he does, obviously that opens up a spot for Rice if we can sign him. Like, that would be the dream. But I don't know. I think midfield is the least of our problems right now. And I think we need to focus really on the centre-back center back options and then potentially a sort of utility wing-back option. I mean, I like Zinchenko a lot. I think he would... Tuchel really well and suit our system really well and would just offer that versatility. But I don't know if he wants to leave City to come play for a club and play more or less the exact same role at Chelsea that he is playing at City. So I don't know. I mean, obviously Neymar's been thrown around in, in the past <laughs> couple of days, which would be huge, but you know, I I doubt that's gonna happen. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, Declan Rice. What'd you say? Declan Rice. I mean, I would love a Declan Rice. It depends on the price. I mean, I think... 150 mil. I think I think if we can get him for less than 100, I think that's, I think that's excusable. I think that, that makes sense. 
but it would require one of our midfielders to be sold and leave like a Kante, like Kante or Jorginho. And we'd need to get some money for them, which we, which we would be able to do. So would you mind Kante going? I'm, I'm personally, as much as I love Kante, I think it's a good time for him to go. And talking in a monetary sense, I think this is, would be one of the best times to sell him. We could probably get a really, really good price for him. He's getting older. He wasn't, he wasn't as, he wasn't at his, you know, ridiculously high standards last season. And I think just, just looking at sort of the players that Tuchel's been profiling and the going for, I think he might want to start converting into a back four, which means we'll sort of need that DM player that we don't really have. I mean, Jorginho is great, but he sort of needs that, that double pivot to be really effective. And Kante, we, we've tried him playing at CDM, you know, multiple times through multiple managers and it's never really worked. So I think if we do get Rice, it would have to be because either Kante or Jorginho leaves. And I think both could, we could get, both of them could get more than 50, 60 million for, which I, I think would, I think would make sense. But then combined or individually? No, like for each of them. I think if Jorginho... You get 60 left, mil for Jorginho. No, I think I think Jorginho we would probably be able to get fifty mil for. Kante, I think it depends who would buy him, but I think it's a sixty to eighty mil price tag. Otherwise, he doesn't go. I think personally, considering the amount of time he's still got on his contract. How old is he? But Jord- he's Kante's thirty. I want to say maybe thirty-one. I, per- I, uh, I, per- I personally wouldn't pay 40 mil, more than 40 mil for either of them. Yeah, I agree. I know. I know, but I, I think, honestly, this is the thing. I think if Marina was still working for Chelsea, I think, we, I think we'd be looking at 50 mil plus for both of them, for, for either of them. But I don't know. It, dep- it depends now. I, I think we could also see one of them being incorporated into a swap yeah. deal, potentially for Delic. That would be sort of I, that would be pretty random, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. Yeah, I could see I could see something like that it. happening. It's a it's a weird window when a lot of clubs are looking at City players and thinking, hmm, we can we can take one of those. So, yeah. Billy, who like, what would you price Ake, Sterling, Zinchenko, all that roughly? I mean, I, I mean, think Sterling Sterling's been more or less agreed for Sterling's forty five, wasn't it? Yeah. Plus, Plus five now. somewhere or ten was it? Yeah. Ake, Ake, we signed for forty. So I don't think, considering we don't have a backup, like we we still need him. Yeah. So it's not just like a spare player we're letting go. I don't think we'll sell for less than fifty-five. And you can't really, like, as much as I love him and how good he was, we like if someone bids that much for Ake, you can't say no because yeah, that yeah. would be overpaying at that point. No. Yeah. Um, Zinchenko, I think anywhere from 30. But I mean, I, I can't really see him going to Chelsea. No, I, I, I don't yeah, think I he'd don't. fit into like that. But yeah, I just went for Declan Rice for Chelsea. But Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, there's been a lot of Koundé ru- ru- rumours as well and Koulibaly as well. And they, they're obviously both great centre-backs who would probably fit in in a back three. And then... Also an unrealistic one, but I thought Nkunku would be pretty good in in your system. So he was another that I'd listed. But obviously they're all going to be such expensive signings. But your new owner... Nkunku would, 
And Kunku would definitely be sick, but I, I just don't really see the need of getting him when you have Kai Havertz. Uh, like, it would. I think it would be spending more money on the same type of player. And I, I think I think people, a lot of people, underestimate the fact that we have Chalaba in the squad, who was actually really, really excellent last season. And I don't think, I think we'll compete for that right centre back spot no matter who we get. So I think I think it's going to be either sort of one of Delict, Kunde, Kulabali, and it's sort of in that order of like I don't think we'll get more than one of those. Is is my personal opinion. And if we did, I think that would be overkill. I think we'd be spending too much on. Do you, do you think Chalaba? Do you think Chalaba could play left centre back? Because it's it's kind of Rudiger played on the left, right, but it was. It really yeah. suited him because of the angles that he could, you know, distribute the ball and maraud forward and stuff. Do you think that would suit Chalibur as well, or is he more comfortable on the right? I mean, I don't, I haven't seen he he hasn't played right centre back for Chelsea yet, and he played a lot last season. I mean, he hasn't played left centre back. He played exclusively on the right, and it was really at home with sort of Reese James and Thiago Silva behind him. So. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he could, but I don't see him be... I, I think you'd need more of a specialist on the left because Rudiger sort of was a specialist. And when he was out of the team, we always was lacking that player on the left. I think also people underestimate how quick Rudiger was and he was sort of had the ability to be aggressive with that right foot. And I think it, without that sort of pace and strength, you can't get away with without having left with it. That's why I think Ake is so perfect for the system. It's because he goes straight into that spot and he's got the left foot. And, you know, for reasons I've already said. Yeah, that, that makes sense, to be fair. I think you'll, I can see at least like three or four pretty big signings this summer from you where your owner tries to stamp his impact. I've seen even, you know, obviously with the Rafinha deal, you kind of just came out of nowhere and, from what I'd heard, we yeah. agreed a deal for 50 million. Then the next day, you guys just yeah. turned up with 60 and just like hijacked it completely. And we, we yeah, that was literally out of nowhere. I hadn't heard a single, even, even like link with Rafinha. I mean, I know we always sort of like everyone's sort of semi linked to Rafinha at all points, but yeah, that was really out of nowhere. So I, if we're going to continue like that, you know, we, you could really see a lot of things happening that you wouldn't expect. But I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's looking like a, see how much we have to pay for Delict and pay that and then sign Sterling and then we'll see from there. I mean, anything beyond that, I think is very up in the air and sort of nowhere near guaranteed. I mean, yeah, still looks on track for a pretty decent window, um, but let's move on to Crystal Palace now. So do you guys have anyone earmarked for Palace? Um, I mean, I think their main thing is going to be um, trying to fill the gap that Gallagher leaves when he when he goes back to Chelsea. Uh, my picks here aren't great, I'll be honest. <laughs> I think unrealistic option is that Hungarian guy, Slobberslai? <laughs> Dominic something or other. Um, he seems pretty good, but he might be a bit out of their uh, budget. So then a much cheaper option who is considerably worse is Ross Barkley. <laughs> Just because he doesn't play anymore and I still think he's all right. Like, he shows in some games, like, initially he was actually quite good but then he kind of tailed off a bit. 
Um, so I think fresh club, give him a fresh start. There's a chance he could he could perform. He we'll definitely see. has flashes of brilliance. Yeah, he always surprises me. Like as as a sort of impact sub, Barkley always comes on, and Chelsea fans are sort of very much like, this could be another you know poor display, or then sometimes he'll whip out something that's wild card. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. So I, I, he'd he'd probably go for very cheap as well, and Chelsea are desperate to get him off the books, but. I think I think like you said that the key thing is filling the Gallagher hole. For me, I don't know why they wouldn't at least try and see if the Gallagher situation is available, even if it's another loan. I mean, I don't think Chelsea would accept another loan, or they come in with a you know a pretty sizable bid. I don't think Chelsea would let him go either way, but I don't see why they wouldn't. I I also threw down Aaron's as well here because I. I don't know. Palace don't really have a solid right back option that is. They, I think they just need more creativity in general, especially yeah. if they lose Gallagher. So I don't see why Aaron's wouldn't be at least a, a good thing to think about. On yeah, the I'd, I'd earmarked Aaron's as well, or even a, a cheeky Wambasaka reunion back at <laughs> Selhurst Park. <laughs> He's fallen out of favour, but he should. In that, those two, that two season spell where he was at Palace, he was virtually unplayable his tackling was unreal so you know potentially they could bring him back um and then for that Gallagher role I think it was the the year before last Sheffield United had Sander Burge and I was always so impressed with him whenever he played so I think maybe he could be someone that they target as like a box-to-box number eight role or potentially even there's these there's two um lens midfielders in league on so there's Seko Fafana and Sheikh Decore. I believe that they're in talks for Sheikh Decore and he looks quality, you know, like a number six sitter just disrupts in the midfield. And I can see him going to a top team for a lot more money in a few years' time. Um, but then also as that box-to-box, they could bring in Fafana and those two have been known to work well together, have good chemistry. So maybe that could be something they, they look at. Um Otherwise, other than that, and maybe another just cheap deal, they could. We've got Reese Nelson, for example, who's like 20 years old. They could get him in on a really cheap loan with low wages. And because I don't think Jordan I, you can cut it at right wing anymore. So to back up Elise, I think Nelson could be all right. And he can also play on the left. So yeah, he'd be my choice. So. Do you, do you have any more suggestions or should we move on to uh, Everton now? Me too, I have. Go ahead, mate. Let's let's move on to Everton. So recently, they within the last hour, I think they've just signed a deal for Tarkovsky and he was actually on my list. Um, did you guys have any other other players that you thought they could sign? I had um, Barosia for Everton because Richarlison's just gone. They seem to do quite well with a big physical striker like Calvert-Lewin, like Lukaku. Uh, and Everton are kind of around that level where, like similar to Southampton. So I think just kind of, he will, I think, end up going to another one of those clubs. So it might be worth Everton just having a go, trying to get him on loan. Yeah, I went for kind of a rogue one, but I, I put down Billy Gilmore. Largely because of Lampard and Everton. The best football I've seen Billy Gilmore play is by far under Lampard when he sort of fell out of favour with Jorginho and gave him the sort of the minutes 
in that sort of six in midfield, sort of let him just be him. And I think having seen a bit of Everton last season, like the midfield is just, it's so average and so sort of like heartless. I, I think Billy, Billy is such a tenacious player. He gives you stuff on both sides of the ball. I think it would just be a sort of wild card loan that would sort of shake things up at Everton. And I wouldn't be surprised if Lampard gave him a solid amount to do. I don't really know. Obviously he's, he's inexperienced, but he's, he's a hugely talented player that will, de- I think Chelsea will definitely look to loan out again. So I, I, I don't see, I mean, that's it's pre- it would be more premier league experience it would be on, under Lampard. So it would be safe hands for Chelsea, but I don't know if Everton would actually commit to doing that. You could be on something there. Cause from what I've read um, for the Richarlison deal, Chelsea actually put in a Gilmore plus cash offer for him. Oh, really? um, but yeah, but because of financial fair play or whatever, Everton yeah. just took more money from Spurs. So that could be in maybe they rejected it just because they needed the cash. Otherwise, I think ordinarily they probably would have taken Gilmore, right? Because he would yeah. have been a great signing. So maybe that's something they go back to later in the window. Um, yeah, other than that, I had Dennis down here as you as you both earmarked just I think he's a player that can, as you said, play across the front three. Even Ishmael Asar at Watford as well. You know, both the Watford boys, either of them, I think, could do a job in any of the front three positions. And, yeah, uh, Dwight McNeil as well, maybe. He could be a, a shout on the right. I think he's had a, a, a poor previous season, but there is definitely a player in there who's pretty creative. And then... Also, they do need a number six, as you said. So if they can't sign Gilmore, then to partner Abdoulaye Decore, then Sheikh Decore could be pretty funny. Again, you know, the two Decores in midfield. So they were my my shouts. Nice. So next we could move on to Fulham. Um, they've got rid of Fabio Carvalho, obviously, for cheap to Liverpool, who seem to have gotten a bit of a gem there. Um, and they could probably do with a, a new keeper too. So I put Leno down again here and then maybe Maxwell Corne at Burnley. But did you guys have any other suggestions? Um, I went with two English midfielders who will be quite cheap because kind of out of favour. So I think first on Harry Winks at Spurs. I mean, at one point he was almost linked to Man City because Guardiola really likes him. <laughs> I think Fulham just lost the another midfielder as well. I can't remember who it was. Seri, right? Potentially. Yeah, yeah they, they, they lost someone else in the middle. Um, or the other person I thought maybe is, I don't know why, he, he might be like retiring or moving, but Fabian Delph um, <laughs> is, is leaving Everton. I really like him. And I think last season when Everton beat United, he came on and he was very good. I, I rated him at City, rated him Everton. I guess Everton don't rate him, but I think I think he could do a job. Yeah, I I also put down a midfielder. I put down Palinha from uh, Porto. I'm not sure if Porto are going to let him go, especially after losing Vieira. I mean, it seems it seems like every single member of the Porto team is currently on their way out. It's currently on their way out. So I, I don't know. But every time I've seen, I mean, obviously I, I don't watch a lot of Porto, so I don't. I don't know that much about him, but every time I've seen him play for Portugal, which he does a fair amount, he's looked really, really good. He sort of can do it all. I think, I think especially for a team of Fulham's caliber, they could use a player, a player like that who's 
both creative and is, you know, willing to do the dirty work as well. So I think that could be a shout. I don't think he'd be too expensive, but I don't yeah, know. I've seen I've seen some Fabrizio Romano tweets about yeah Payinha going mm-hmm. to uh, Fulham from I think Sporting Lisbon for about fifteen million pounds roughly. Uh, oh, but yeah, yeah, he's at Lisbon. Yeah, he's at Lisbon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but as as you said, he's. He's always put in a, a shift for Portugal and he's probably going to yeah. be in their World Cup squad. So he could be a nice little player for Marco Silva because I do really like Marco Silva and I hope that he can propel that Fulham team and escape relegation because I do rate him as a manager. So next up in the in the list is Leeds and they're obviously they've just they're going to sell Rafinha for 60 odd and they're going to they've sold Calvin Phillips to yourself Billy for 45 million which is a bargain in my opinion but that gives them 100 million to play with and I think they've done it for this reason to give them the time to actually target their number one targets and integrate them into the team rather than two days before the first game just signing like three players and having to integrate them in during the season, it gives them a bit more time. So who do you think they could target? Um, well, they've already, I think they've signed their CDM, their Calvin Phillips replacement already. I think Mark, Mark Rocker. I did. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So for Leeds, this is where I've cashed in my, my Max Irons. <laughs> uh, he will, he will make his move to the Premier League. <laughs> I think his hype's died down a little bit as well. Because he was linked to Bayern at one point, but then he's had a kind of quiet couple of seasons, so he'll be a bit cheaper. Not should have gone down, make the price even cheaper. So I think you know it'd be pretty good signing for them because they their defense is probably their weakest point. So I think reinforce from the back, build forward, get him in. Didn't they sign that American guy, Svensson right. or something? What's yeah, Aronson, Aronson. Yeah, that's it. Aronson. Yeah, is he, is he a right back? I, I've I'd never heard of him, but I believe so. I think he's like a right back, right wing back. But they signed they signed two from Salzburg. I think one was an attacking midfield and one was a a right back. They I seem guess. pretty raw, so I don't know. Yeah. I think Aaron's is a pretty good shout. I I put down as sort of a as sort of the Rafinha replacement. I put two names. I put Bernadeschi, and I also put Diaby. I think well Bernadeschi would be free, so I think that would be a pretty, you know. Well, it would definitely be a good economical purchase, but I think he's, you know, he would be useful in a few different positions and definitely has the talent. I just don't know if he's going to cut it for sort of the upper echelon of clubs now. So I think a, a side like Leeds I don't know, could be a challenge for him. You know, it would be a, he's a free agent. So, you know, would obviously work. DRB is obviously more of a risk, but would be more expensive, but definitely has, you know, definitely has a way higher ceiling and I, I could see them going for a sort of a player of that of that standard someone from the Bundesliga or some, something like that so yeah yeah he looks explosive Diaby does um, and they've already signed two from Salzburg but one guy there's another guy called Mohamed Kamara who's another like number eight box to box and he seems like a bit of a gem as well so I, they could make it a trio of Salzburg players I think because Jesse Marsh was at, at the Red Bull franchise before. So he must know a lot about, you know, the players they've got around there and who could potentially suit the the system that he's building at Leeds and hopefully keep them up because last season it got a bit too close, I think. <laughs> yeah, they were, they, they kept it nervy till the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 
do you have do you have any other suggestions or should we move on to Leicester now? Move on. Let's go to Leicester. So looks like Tielemans is off and they're going to need a replacement for him, I'm guessing. And I reckon they could probably do with another right winger as well. Because uh, they've got usually Barnes on the left and then Vardy up top. But I don't know who tends to play on the right. They might do chuck like a Lookman or a Madison sometimes or Iosi Perez, but they never seem to have solidity on the right. So I think that could be a, a potential spot they target. What do you guys think? I agree. I know I, was, I went with Hudson Adoy because I think they need a winger. Nice. Not that first choice definitely... of Chelsea. I, I, I think that would suit him. I don't know if it would be a loan or if it would. I think he'd be pretty expensive if they tried to get him. I think he's pretty committed to. I don't know how he's so committed to Chelsea, but it feels like he's. I mean, he's really suffered from injuries in recent seasons that it's kind of it's kind of heartbreaking for him because every time he gets a run in the team, some you know he'll be out for six months and then you know we'll work really hard in preseason every time and it will sort of repeat itself. I mean, he's clearly very very talented yeah i mean he's i think he's got one of the highest like chance creation stats in the whole league like when he's played he just he makes things happen i could definitely see him in that leicester team i also put down saw from watford i think that would yeah be a pretty, yeah a pretty safe a pretty obvious choice i think they could also i could also see them going for a zinchenko someone like someone like that who could fill a lot of holes plug a lot of gaps that they they sort of have on that left side and but I don't know. I don't know if Zinchenko would, would drop down to the Leicester. I think he could. He would definitely sue like an Arsenal. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, that, that's the benefits of someone like Zinchenko. He's just so versatile. And, yeah, I think Arteta would love him because, A, we play similarly to Pep, so he'd just slot right in. And he just loves players who are just so versatile and can fill a number of positions. So, I think... I'm hoping that Zinchenko comes to us, but you never know. He could be off to less. Like, there's a lot, lot of clubs in the league that would, that would want Zinchenko. He's, he's a great little player. I think. Uh, next up is Liverpool, and it's hard to say with them because they've already made their main signings right in Darwin Nunes and Fabio Carvalho, and they've recently renewed Salah. So that's probably another spot that they don't need to target now. Um, who would you guys go for? I mean, I went with the one which I think pretty much every top club is after, which is Bellingham. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't see him moving this summer, but I think, like, especially with Liverpool, their, their midfield's getting a bit older. Like Milner, they've just given Milner an extension and he's like 40. <laughs> so I think, I think whoever signs Bellingham is going to have to pay like 110 minimum. But I mean, he's the best young midfielder there is at the moment, so they, they might as well have, give it a go. I saw somewhere, I think it's probably on some Liverpool account that he likes Liverpool, but that might just be some fabricated rumour. But yeah, he's the only player I can think of for them. I could definitely see them going for him, but I don't think this summer, I don't think anyone's going to go for him this summer, but I think it's definitely going to be a a bidding war next summer. I, I, apparently Chelsea are also interested. I mean, every everyone should be interested. In yeah. 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 Real Madrid, I can definitely see Real Madrid going in with the cash. I mean, if Gundogan leaves, then we, we'd need to fill that void. Exactly. I, I, I put down... 
I mean, I think I think really it's obvious they need a midfielder. They've got an aging mid, they've got an aging midfield and really an aging team. I mean, a lot of the positions like you wouldn't be buying a player to start right now, but you'd be buying someone who can do a job for the whole season, who would be willing to sort of play that squad role to sort of almost guarantee, you know, take over for someone like Fabinho, for someone like Henderson, for someone like Milner. So I had, I mean, obviously Barella is the name that everyone says, but it, I think it would just work so well. It would cost them a lot, but like, why not do it now? You know, they've already spent a lot. They've shown they can spend. I, I think since the Salah contract up, they just gave Salah the contract. I'm not sure if they're going to do another big money signing, but I could also see them going for a Sangare, someone of that standard to sort of give Fabinho a bit less minutes. Like the necessity to have Fabinho in the team always could also definitely do a job in one of the center mid roles, especially under Klopp, who's, you know, their job is to win, win the ball back, press high, be physical, be aggressive. I could see them, I could see them going for him. I agree. I think the way that Klopp sets up his team, it means that they're almost in a weird way, they're less reliant on technical quality all the time and they can just have like loads of physical and intense, aggressive players. So yeah, Fabinho mainly just plays like, he's a holding midfielder, but he's more of a disruptor. You know, if a team is in transition, he'll just turn up out of nowhere and just kick the ball away, you know, just cause havoc. And yeah. I think someone like Sangare could, yeah, slot in there because you don't need so much technical quality. So all he needs to do is just be able to patrol and shield that, that back back four and then disrupt and cut passing lanes, you know, those sorts of things. And on the left-handed side, they sometimes struggle because Thiago and Keita are so injury prone. And I thought what they could do is target Bellingham next year, but this year, just as a little stopgap, go for Ginny Wijnaldum on a one-year loan. He's not getting any game time at PSG. Just, you know, pay the wages that he needs for, for the next year and then let him go back and yeah go from there really yeah that's a good shout because he, he's he's yeah he posted the other day with Salah didn't he saying how he misses <laughs> misses his conversations with him so yeah he he did seem quite integrated back. and yeah quite close so it could be a good you know it, it seems quite risk-free as well just might require FSG to stump up a bit of a few funds for the next yeah. year but Shouldn't be too expensive. Oh, I can see that. And then next up is your own team, Billy. So do you want to run us through some potential targets you have? Unrealistic as you want or realistic, you know, go for it. I mean, honestly, I don't really think we need that many players. Like our worst performing player last season was Zach Stefan, who played like five games and we've replaced him with Ortega, who... To be honest, I didn't know about, but seems he's got he had the second best save rate in the Bundesliga last year, and he seems to be decent. Yeah, he looks like he's gonna, a good shot stopper. Yeah, and he, he's he's kind of giving fighting talk, saying he's going to challenge Edison for number one, which is good, I think, because Edison wasn't amazing last season. Um, so a bit of competition for him will be good. Obviously, left back, it's the first left back we've been linked to in years. I think I they're saying we're going to. Uh, put in a bid like focus on that once we get rid of another player which is a bit worrying because I don't want to get rid of Sterling uh, I like Sterling I think he's going to he, he'd be much better this season especially with Haaland uh, like an actual striker to cross the ball into um, but we haven't been linked to any wingers 
which is a bit of an issue because then if Sterling does go, which it looks like he will, we'll be left with Foden, Grealish and Mares, who are all unreal, but none of them are that quick. Yeah. Um, so for wingers, I mean, Rafael Liao, I think yeah, unreal season. Yeah, he's super expensive. Uh, I've been seeing Neymar's name a bit. I don't really know how well he'd fit in. Obviously, I'd take him. I think anyone would want to watch Neymar at their club, but I don't really think he is actually the ideal player for us. Um, and then obviously, extremely unrealistic would be the uh, Bellingham shout. Because if, if uh, United signed De Jong, Barca have a bit of money, and then thereafter Bernardo, then we would need to fill that kind of box-to-box midfielder. But Bernardo is such a unique player that you're never going to be able to replace like a like-for-like player for him. But I think Bellingham is probably the only the only one that I think could could do a good job of it. Yeah, I, I agree with what you were saying. If you get rid of Sterling, for example, and you're not really going to have much pace on the wings and they might be creative for Haaland, which might, you know, Pep's, Pep's had this blueprint for the last couple of seasons, you know, with the false nine. and Maybe he's gone, oh, I'm, I'm a bit bored of this now. Let's just bring in a striker and spice things up a bit. So maybe that's why he's gone all out for Haaland. But even with Mares, uh, maybe it's a bit of a hot take, but as the years have gone on, I don't think that he's as threatening in terms of 1v1 ability. I don't think he can go either way. He tends to just drift inside most of the time because he doesn't have the pace to go around the outside. And I imagine this over the years will deteriorate even more and more. So they will be looking. I hope they're going to push their eyes away from Bukayo Saka because I think that's probably one that they'll go for in a couple seasons or maybe next season even. I reckon. I reckon. But, yeah, and I know Liverpool are after him as well, so it's going to be... A struggle to keep hold of him, but we'll we'll see what we can do. Need to get champion, Arsenal need Champions League football next year. Yeah. Then he's getting on a bit, so he, he might want to move to like wants to play Champions League football while he's kind of in his prime. If we don't get it next season, our club probably collapses. Sadly, <laughs> so I mean, sad. for me, for me, I I just I just had Neymar down. Like I I think you need a. I think you need an attacker. I mean, I mean, you don't even really need an attacker because if you keep Bernardo, he can play one of those roles. But I agree with you, Bill, that you need a bit of pace, threat, and behinds. But I almost feel like Holland can be that himself. I, I don't um, know. If, I don't know if Pep is necessarily going to play him as just a target man and sort of play balls to his feet. I think they're going to want the Grealishes, the Fodens to play sort of in behind and pick up the balls to have him over the top, but. I mean, obviously he's Holland. He can sort of do what he wants. I don't. What? What's your sort of thoughts on Alvarez? Do you think he's just yeah, going to well, play as the nine? Or no, like... so apparently he can play out wide as well. But I think he's yeah. being really, really overlooked because of this Holland signing. Yeah. But he in the um, what's it? Copa Libertadores. He's got twenty-eight goal involvements in seven games. Yeah, it's like crazy. <laughs> obviously, it's a it's like it's gonna be a big step up to the Prem, but that's still pretty insane. Yeah. And for Argentina, he's he's starting games and he's playing well. So I think he actually might be like... Uh, I think he's more in Pep's plans than people... people yeah, know. for sure. Yeah. So I just feel like... I mean, I only wrote down Neymar because, like, why not? He's probably going to be cheap-ish, you know, like... I reckon like around 40 mil. Who wouldn't want him? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so. I, I do hope he comes to the Prem. It'd yeah. be fun to, to see him in it, but... Me too. 
every, every day I see Fabrizio Romano tweets like, oh, this club is interested in taking Alvarez on loan and then City just yeah. straight out say no every time. Yeah, so, he's, yeah. he's, he's definitely in Pep's plans. Yeah, you wouldn't get that unless Pep's directly said, you know, he is going to... They, and you wouldn't let go of Jesus as well, I think, if yeah, you know, yeah. if he didn't plan to. So so I do think Alvarez will play it. And you, I think Haaland would pick up quite a few injuries. So that's just the nature of how he plays. So Alvarez definitely will get some game time and potentially go under the radar. Yeah, I so, don't think any of City's attackers will be particularly worried about, especially with the people, if Sterling leaves... I think not, they'll all be sort of pretty confident. Okay, I know how Pep works. I think I'm going to get a good enough amount of game time that I can make a sort of make an impact. Especially for Alvarez, I mean, he's coming from he's coming from Argentina anyway. That it's sort of this is it's already a big enough jump that you know I think the minutes that he'll get will be more than enough to for him to sort of feel satisfied. And you know, Pep's yeah. pretty good at that. So we'll see. Yeah. But I agree. Fuck out. Right, let's uh let's move on to United. Obviously, they've got Eric Ten Hag in, and the general consensus is he's probably just going to go and raid his his former team. Um, so I've seen links to Timber, Lissandro Martinez, Anthony. You know all these players. Do you have any other players in mind you think they could potentially go for? I mean, I think I think De Jong is is a great shout. I, I, I think that's going to happen. It's just a matter of how much they pay for me. I mean, all of these players that he's, he's getting great. I think they're, they'll be really impactful in terms of how he can play his system, how he can implement his football, but I don't think any of it is going to matter unless they get a center back who is dominant and physical and aggressive. And just, I, I think they need a world-class defender to sort of, elevate the entire defense i think you put they're missing sort of that cog and like obviously they thought Maguire was going to be it you know some people still do yeah i don't know maybe he sort of turns it up but i don't think that's going to happen so i think uh i think someone like a scriniar or a Koulibaly is someone who should be much higher on their list of players they need i mean especially as i mean Varane just looked so out of it last season i think put him alongside a Koulibaly or a scriniar and we can sort of see the older Varane that we knew. I also wrote down Dybala as a sort of long shot. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but they've been linked with him for so long. They've wanted him for so long. They could probably get a really good price for him that, I don't know, I think he'll probably stay in Italy or actually, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with Dybala, but I don't know. I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't at least test the waters. Yeah, that could be a, that could be a decent shout. Um, and I've seen that they've given De Gea a new contract, which um, I'm, you, you two probably know I'm not a huge fan of De Gea anymore. Yeah. I think his di- distribution is just horrendous and he can't sweep up. So I think that's part of the reason why Maguire looks so bad for United. Because when, when Pickford's behind him for England, he usually looks all right because you've got a nimble keeper who can come up and just sweep up if he's if his pace is being exposed and stuff. But De Gea is almost just exclusive to penalty box goalkeeping. So I would like to see what what could possibly happen in a Ten Hag system with Maguire and Varane and then a more capable or more modern keeper, let's say. So maybe that could be something they explore. But I imagine that Ten Hag would just have to persist with De Gea for a year. And then like yeah. Arteta realised with Leno, he'll realise he just can't cut it. 
and he's yeah. just crippling the team. Um, and so, yeah, that they're just going to have to hope, I reckon, because if they did did go for Koulibaly or someone like that, that would cost, what, 40, 50 million and excessive wages and signing on. I don't know if they have the, the funds for that because, for example, the right winger spot. So I think Sancho will play on the left with Ronaldo up top and then they'll need a right winger. And they're obviously earmarking Anthony. And I think he could be decent, but I think there, there are better players than him. You know, they should have been linked with Rafinha, for example. They should be targeting Diaby, even Elise. I think they're both better players than Anthony. And Elise gives you Premier League proven experience and stuff. So he I just agree. seems like one of those players who makes others around him better, but doesn't carry the team on his back. And he's not, he doesn't excel at anything. He's just like a decent dribbler, but he's not you know, insane at shooting or particularly quick from what I've seen. So I'm sure I do trust Ten Hag's vision and his philosophy and his talent identification because he's put together two really good teams at Ajax now, but I'm not too sure where he's going to go with it from now. You know, there's still a lot in the, in the air with what he's going to do, I think. So next up, we've got Newcastle. Um, and obviously they've fallen into a lot of money recently, so they could be going pretty outrageous. Um, who do you guys think? Um, I went for someone not really that outrageous, but it's another little reunion for Genie One Aldum, but with Newcastle. Um, I reckon he, because uh, John Joe Shelby, as much as I love him, is another one who's a bit old. Um, I think one out is not getting the game time. The the two army would love him back, uh, <laughs> and he was good in the prem. He was good for Newcastle. No, I could definitely see a one out of. He won't be much signing. I, I mean, I think that would be great. I just don't know if it's gonna. I don't know if one out is gonna go to Newcastle. I I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can see if they could convince him. I think if, know, there's bit, if, if there's a bit, if there's if there's because it'll be cheap. If there's yeah. a nice contract oh, yeah. for him, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon he could be tempted. Yeah, I mean, I think the the names I wrote down are mostly mostly strikers. I put down David. Um, I also put down Ossiman. I think they just need that. Sort <laughs> of, I think they, I think they need that marquee signing up top. I, I, I just feel like it's that time of the projects that they need to sort of invest in someone young up top to get them goals. I think it's I think it's really just goals that are keeping them from because I think honestly with their new sort of new look defense, they could be a really solid unit for a mid-table yeah. side. And I think especially with Pope now as well, you know, they've locked down Target. They got Botman. I mean if Botman can make an impact, then I think they could be really solid at the back. I think they need that source of goals up top. And almost like that marquee signing to sort of builds that real sort of sense of okay yeah we're going in a direction that we've never been in before you know we can we can invest a lot we can have this sort of star player and i, I don't think they really have that now especially if sam maximan leaves i think they're gonna yeah. just spend big yeah but I, I guess i think for them it's just more about whether the players actually would join newcastle yeah exactly i mean this is that's sort of the big the that's big the thing for all of the for all the signings i guess but yeah, it's a, it's a long shot, but who knows? Yeah, yeah, I, I was along the same wavelength, I think. So I just 
put down a load of strikers that I think they could target. So I had, obviously, I think Callum Wilson is great, but he's just not durable for a whole season. Yeah. Um, so I went for Skamaka at Sassuolo, Ivan Tony, Calvert-Lewin, and then Eketike and Ligon, just one of them as like a, a talisman that can get them that 20 goals a season and really see them push on. And then I've also seen links to Lucas Paqueta at Lyon. So I think there are some potential big signings around the corner for Newcastle with their new owners, but still still unsure what direction they're going to go. Although I have been impressed with how in his latest tenure here, it was, I think he went and studied under Simeone for a good year at Atletico Madrid. And you can definitely see similarities in having like a, he's now got a 4-4-2 aggressive, like mid block that Simeone has implemented. So I think he's going to carry on with that. And I think that's why he's been allowed to target someone like Nick Pope, who other clubs won't go for, because he doesn't really need a goalkeeper who can play out from the back. Like Simeone doesn't need Oblak to be good with distribution and stuff. So, yeah, I yeah. think they they've I think got they good. Need that, they need that season, that that good season where they finished like you know I don't know if they can finish like ninth, eighth, ninth this season. I mean that would be huge for them. But yeah, if they yeah. get that season, I think then they can sort of go to bigger players and say, look, you know, you can be the player to take us. To the next level, which I don't think they can really do do now, beyond just his humongous contract. Yeah. Come on, play. <laughs> All right. Let's let's talk about Nottingham Forest now. Again, there's probably not a lot we can comment on because I doubt either of you are particular experts in Nottingham Forest systems or whatnot. But are there any players? I guess just Premier League experience would be useful for their squad, but yeah. I wrote down I wrote down a player with uh, zero Premier League experience. I wrote down uh, Harvey Vale, who's um, actually just captained England. Was, is it under 19s? Under 20s? Yeah, 19s. To, to, uh, to the Euros victory. I think he's a, he looks like a fantastic player. I just don't really know... And a lot of Chelsea fans are sort of confused as to whether, like where he plays, where he's best at, because he's so technically good and all-rounded and definitely has a lot of vision and sort of, he's just a very good technical, technically good player, but he's played in so many positions in the academy. Like I know he played like wing back at one point, midfield, you know, now he's sort of playing as like a 10 inside forward. I think it could be, it would be really great for him to get a loan out to a, a Premier League side if they're going to give him the minutes. And I think he's proven to have the talent to at least help their squad in. And especially if he is as versatile as he's has been in the Academy for Chelsea, you know, he could be a really useful signing for them. And I think he has a real drive and hunger to sort of prove that he's ready to, you know, make the jump that a lot of Chelsea players, Chelsea Academy players recently have sort of not done like Livermento, you know, players like that sort of, selling out almost i think he's got the drive to sort of i want to make it at chelsea i want to be the next you know mason mount reese james someone like that so i i think that'd be kind of uh, i think it would be good for both both parties cool. yeah that's a good shout uh bill do you have any suggestions uh i went with said ben rama <laughs> yeah a little bit of prem experience kind of out of favor at west ham i think he's a decent player was, was it brentford he was at before yeah, 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 Brentford. Yeah, he was, he was. I liked him there. He seemed like he's pretty decent. So, 
but he doesn't really start that much for uh, West Ham. So I could I could see him making that move. Yeah, I think they are looking to replace him. I don't know. I don't think he's he's just in patches. He showed what he can do, but I think they probably want someone who can at least in their system show more consistency. Yeah. Um, but obviously with Spence going, he was one of the most well-known players in the Forest team, but he was only on loan. So they're going to struggle to get him back. So I think they could replace him with either Nico Williams at Liverpool or Maitland-Niles. I think just two, you know, quite young, again, like Spence, English wing-backs who pretty decent at crossing, pretty all-rounded full-backs, I think, that can do a job for 10, 15 million. Because I doubt, I doubt the Nottingham Forest budget will be tens of millions you know it will be quite small really and they've also lost Joe Garner who's a United uh, Academy player he's probably not going to come back there he'll be part of the United squad I expect so they might need to replace someone else in that sort of number six number eight sitting 43 run role for next season I think they they, they made a bid for Williams didn't they? I think they bid 50 mil and it got rejected but I think it's I think it's probably going to happen. I think that's what it... I, I think so. I think I've read that, but I could be wrong. I could yeah, be wrong. I think I did. Yeah, I did see that they're in talks with him. So, yeah, maybe around 15, 20 million is a fair fair uh, valuation. I don't know. I would probably value him more like 10, 15. You know, 20 would be pushing it a bit, but yeah. we'll see what, what Forrest can do. So, but, next... Oh, sorry. Did you have any... Well, no, other? I was just going to say that... The, Apparently they're close to getting a Niakite, that French centre back. Oh really? Uh, pretty decent signing for them if they get him. Yeah, that'd be decent. Definitely. Uh, their their manager. I think they lost the first three games of last season and then obviously got promoted. So, and their manager's quite uh, respected in the in the industry. So let's hope he can keep them up. And um, next we've got Southampton, and obviously they're losing Brozier as we mentioned. So. That leaves them with just Adams and Armstrong up top. So maybe they could go for someone there. I've seen they've also been targeting a couple City youngsters. Uh, I don't know if you... They're going for the whole academy. Yeah, they seems to just be raiding your highly touted players, which is smart business, to be fair. Um, but are there any other players you think they could target? Well, I've gone with Dwight McNeil. Just because they're, they're wide players, unless I'm forgetting someone, they're not that amazing like the Theo Walcott they've got I still play him yeah um, I, I think Dwight McNeil wasn't yeah like you said wasn't amazing last season but he's another one who is a good player and I think Burnley would let go if uh, he's not going to be that expensive like 15 mil maybe which I think would be a decent signing for them he's English right yeah 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 because yeah, they, they love their English wingers at Southampton <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also I also actually had McNeil down. I also had Maxwell Cornet down. I think either of the Burnley boys would be a, would be solid signings. I think they'd be pretty useful, different positions, both versatile. You know, Southampton level of signing that I think I think they could definitely improve in the attacking options and midfield. I think both would be pretty cheap, definitely sub twenty. No, I think Cornet would probably apparently he would go for about 17. So I think for anyone, anyone would at least consider that. Yeah. Also, another Chelsea player, Levy Colwell, who's our sort of 
you know, Superboy prodigy. Back, prodigy that I hope we don't let go because he looks absolute quality, sort of like the full package. But I'd, apparently he's sort of, if he's not, if he doesn't see a sort of path to the first team this season, he could think about a big money move because there are a lot of clubs floating around him. Like I've definitely heard that West Ham, Leicester, I think Southampton were in the mix for him were considering a sort of a pretty sizable bid for him. And I think he looks like he could slot in straight into a Premier League side. I mean, Reese James did it after a, a season at Wigan and, you know, Coles arguably had a better first season in the championship. I, I think, you know, Southampton are pretty frail at the back to have a sort of a youngster marquee sort of centre-back signing would be pretty, I think a lot of fans would get behind that. But yeah, I, hope, I-, I hope he doesn't go. I hope he doesn't go. Yeah, maybe they'll just look to do a, a loan deal because there'll be so much demand yeah. for him. So if they do want to yeah. keep him, but if if he's so, you know, if he's really motivated and wants to go and find a permanent club, then he might push the deal. But as yeah. a young Chelsea boy, you'd probably hope not. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea fans are so used to it. You've had Gerhi and Tamori both yeah. leave for really pretty cheap. I mean, at least Gerhi, I'm pretty certain we have a buyback clause, but, you know. If we let another one go, right, as we're sort of losing centre-backs, it's sort of, you know, you start to lose hope. But Yeah, your, your academy's been outrageous over the years. There's just so many players that have come from it. Even it's, like- almost like, it's almost our entire sort of financial setup is just rely on constant funds being brought in by academy players, you know. So, but yeah, we're very lucky. Cobham is definitely one of, if not the best academy in the world, so. yeah. Definitely helps you guys out. And another Chelsea player, he's already been mentioned before, but I thought Hudson Adoy could do well here. You know, I think that it's the same sort of four or five wingers that are being passed around the, yeah. the same level of teams because they're all just decent signings. And yeah. Yeah. So um, Spurs, we can move on to next. Obviously, they're, um, tar- they're targeting Jed Spence, as we've mentioned, and they've made signings already early with Charleston and Basuma and Perisic, etc. Um, maybe they could look at a new left centre back or any other options you guys were thinking of. Uh, I agree, left centre back, Tyrant Bastoni, which I assume you guys probably also have down. <laughs> I think I think they're about to sign Longley. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I did. Like- I think the deal's almost done. I mean, Spurs' business has just been like outrageously efficient. This, yeah. You know, I, I, how much? I don't know how much they've spent in total, but it's been, especially after Richarlison, it's a pretty huge sum. I think they've, especially and and they've and Spence as well. Now they've sort of clogged all of the. I think they'll they'll stay below a hundred mil, won't they? they definitely, was free. I think probably just about. Yeah, probably just about. Which yeah, would be different. Depends if you take into account contracts and stuff, because Perisic will be on a fat contract only if he's yeah. a free signing yeah. on bonus. But yeah. they're talking about letting go of Bergvine, which might bring back twenty odd mil yeah. and yeah. other signings. So oh, they were. I've heard they were interested in a Stupinian from Villarreal, which I don't know could be a shout. He always looks like a live wire, and I don't know. I'm 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 still not a huge fan of Regulon. I I don't think he's. Yeah. I don't like him. I, I just, especially for Conte, you know, he needs a, the wingbacks are just so important and he doesn't have it going forwards. I mean, even defensively, he's sort of, he's pretty average, you know, so. 
if, I don't know. I've just never been a fan. I've never if he didn't come from Real Madrid, I don't think anyone would rate him. But it was that I 30 know. million from Real yeah. Madrid. And as soon as Conte came in, I, I just thought he's not a wing back. I think Cessna yeah. would take that role straight away. So, yeah. And then for left centre back, I had Bastoni. But apparently he said he's staying in Italy as most Italians tend to do. So mm. the other player I had was Ndicca at Frankfurt. He's another like six foot three, six foot four centre-back, comfortable with the ball, good acceleration, great in the air, whatnot, 25-odd million. Uh, that could potentially slot in there. But I don't really want to strengthen that Spurs team anymore, to be honest. So I'm going to hold back in case Paratici's <laughs> listening, you know. So uh, next up, we've got West Ham. They could be looking at doing a lot of business as well. Uh, maybe a new striker because Antonio, especially in that second half of the season, really just got flogged, I think, and suffered from fatigue. So they really need to relieve some pressure for him up top. Maybe a wing. Well. He was in the queue in front of me in Nando's. <laughs> Do you know what he ordered? I think he's just having a coffee or some some little. It was like five a.m. Damn. Fair enough. That's Great. pretty cool. <laughs> Is he as big in person as you'd like? No, he's not. Really? He's not that tall. I thought in my head I had him being tall, but he's not even six foot. I don't think. Yeah. So he, he mean, didn't actually look as big and bulky as I, I thought. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to bring up the name, but Brozier. I mean, I, I know they've or they're already pretty interested. I know they're probably going to submit a bid. I don't think they're going to go for a loan. I mean, I'm sure they'd take a loan, but I also know they're pretty linked with Dan Juma. Yeah. He's another wing option, especially if Ben Rama goes in Billy's sort of plan of exit for Ben Rama to who was it again? Brentford? Leicester? Who was it? Nottingham Forest, I think. Oh, Nottingham yeah. Forest, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think Dan Juma's looking pretty pretty likely i think he's a release clause as well so i think you know if he, if he fancies the opportunity he could he would go for it i mean obviously there's lingard as well but you know these are also the same names for west ham for for a while but yeah i think they also probably need a center back because mm. as good as dawson is he's getting a bit old yeah as a dodgy bloke they did sign a, a center back for 30 odd million uh some guy called agued who, when I first saw, I thought it was just someone misspelling Aguero, to be honest. Oh, but, I do um, Yeah. Yeah, I think I he'll... Know, I, I had no idea who he was. Because I put Sally Sue from Southampton. Because I really like him. Yeah, he, but, is, he is quality, to be fair. But now they've just signed this guy. Yeah, you know that. We'll, um, we'll just stick to, yeah, I think the striker and Dan Juma, as you said. So I was thinking, again, Scamacca or Tony, even though Scamacca's Italian, he's gone on loan before to PSV, I think. So he's, you know, up for going abroad. And I think he is a, he just seems so clinical and explosive. I know, I just really like the look of him. Um, and then obviously, as you mentioned, Jesse Lingard. But I've seen a lot of people saying West Ham are coming in for Zinchenko. And if if they're looking at him for that left-back role, I really just don't understand it because the way that they play is with an actual left-back and Zinchenko is basically just a centre-mid converted to a left-back. So it just Yeah, he's, he's not a left-back. No, it just doesn't make any sense for them to splash £40 million on someone to be a left-back when they aren't a left-back in their system. So I yeah, wouldn't... I don't, I, don't see him going to, I don't see him going to West Ham. No. Definitely not. 
And then the last club on the list is Wolves, who we all know they love a bit of a, a Portuguese player. They've got all their contacts. So which Portuguese players will it be this window? Apparently, uh, apparently it's Otavio from Porto. That's what, I, that's what I was hearing, Otavio. I mean, I, I, I'm sort of confused nowadays what, what position he even plays, but I mean, I'm sure he could do a job in the sort of right forward, more of a creative midfielder role. Also a very, a very long shot chance that this happens, but I think a perfect fit for them would be Andres Christensen, who's now a free agent. <laughs> if, if Barcelona can't afford him, Wolves. I'll register him. Wolves. <laughs> Sign him up, mate. Sign him up. He's a quality right centre-back. Quality right centre-back. Would obviously fit their system, but, you know, there's no there's no chance he's, he's dropping down to, to the Wolves level, but you never know. I think they need a striker still. Yeah. Jimenez isn't it anymore, I don't think. And and Huang Hee Chan didn't really live up to um, <laughs> it hoped. So, I, I, can't, I, don't even, I think he's a striker. Briel and Bolo. From uh, guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> I quite like him. He's another one who, who's pretty cheap. Never played in the Prem, so it's a bit of a risk. But he's a beast, though. Yeah, he always does well in the um, uh, international competitions. Yeah, <laughs> that could be uh, a shout. To be fair, I could kind of see him. I'd like to see him at one of those kind of medium clubs that we've been putting Brozier and those guys at. Um, there was one player I had a look at in the because I guess Jao Moutinho seems to be getting on a bit. You know, he, he's still quality, but he just doesn't have probably can't play 38 games a season. And Ruben Neves is always just constantly linked with basically any club. So I don't I don't know why he seems to be enjoying himself there. But there's always a oh, you know, Man United are linked with a 50 million move or whatever. But there's a guy called Mateus Nunes who plays for Sporting Lisbon, who's he's been linked with. City in the past, I think after City played Lisbon uh, in the in the Champions League, Pep after the match was praising this guy so much. So if they have, if he has a, a Portuguese agent and they have intermediaries, maybe that could be a deal that gets done. But yeah, as Billy said, I think they need to sign a striker to replace Jimenez, who's just not been the same since his head injury, sad as it is. And they're probably just going to sign a Portuguese striker, to be honest, but. They did spend thirty-five million on Fabio Silva, who's yeah, he's still not quite hit that form. <laughs> I just, I've, I've never been able to see what anything or any reason why they've paid so much for him. But let's hope for I'm, this. I'm still a fan of Jimenez. I can't lie. I, I like Jimenez a lot. I mean, obviously, he's coming towards the end of. I think he'll move on in the next couple of seasons, but I think they'll definitely stick with him this season, and you know. I mean, I think the fans would be pretty annoyed if they didn't give Silver more of a chance, but I just, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. And Huang, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens. <laughs> Perfect. Well, those are all the uh, 20 teams rounded up. So if you make all the signings that, let's say, your clubs both are expected to make, where do you reckon you'll both finish next season? I mean, so you can you can have a crack at this first. So it's got top, surely. <laughs> if we it's pretty difficult to say anything else. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if we want it without a striker, we're not losing any first team players, and then we've just signed one of the two best strikers or young players in the world. 
But I'd be very surprised if we don't if we don't win or unless something terrible happens or if, unless Darwin Nunes is unreal and, and carries Liverpool, but I don't see it happening. I How- think I th- I think the best Chelsea can hope for is a second. I, 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 we're not at City's level. There's no point sort of saying that we are. I mean, Chelsea are a team that, like, in the Champions League, we can, you know, we obviously have the quality when we're in momentum and we're playing with form, you know, we can look like one of the best teams in the world. I just don't think we have it for 38 games yet. And I don't know. I feel like Liverpool, I don't know. I, I don't know how long they can keep doing it for. Do you know what I mean? We've already had a season where they slowed up because of a couple injuries. You know, they yeah. exaggerate the injury crisis. And Mane going as well. Yeah. I actually, I'm, I'm more scared of Mane than I am Salah. So I don't know. I just, I don't know how long they can keep going. I, I just, I, at one point, I feel like their motivation for each game is just going to dry up. And it's sort of, there's such a physical and emotional side that I feel like it's impossible to keep going, especially with the lack of sort of, competition almost throughout the side and I, I don't know I, I think Chelsea if we can get people fit and and firing and keep people fit I think we've got a very good chance of being up and around it yeah the thing is last season people did the same with Liverpool they were like oh they're gonna come fourth or oh they're gonna miss out yeah. of the previous season so I don't really want to underestimate them and in my mind I'm thinking City are probably top at the moment. Then it's Liverpool and they're kind of in their own category. And then it's four teams fighting for the next two spots. But as as it looks at the moment, it'll probably be Chelsea and Spurs. But if we can bang out a 10 out of 10 window and Conte has a little cry and a meltdown, then maybe we could sneak in. But yeah. Never underestimate Spurs, mate. Never underestimate (laughs) Spurs. They have a way of bossing it, mate. They just... I don't know. I have a feeling that if Arsenal can get running, they could go. I also wouldn't underestimate United. Do you know what I mean? Like, they have the players. It's just... They were, they were just abysmal. Yeah, it depends how, how quickly Ten Hag can get his uh, yeah. process across. Because they're starting a rebuild, I'm just banking on the fact that they might take some more time to adapt and for him to get the best out of the players. Because it's, it's his first job in England as well, so it's going to take a, a transitional phase. And, yeah, let's just... For, for all our sake, let's just hope that they have a bit of a stinky season to start with. Um, but it's been great talking to you guys. I, I hope that we've, you know, nailed some predictions on the head. And, you know, obviously Dennis can't head off to about six different clubs, but surely one of us will be right. So, <laughs> Thanks for having us, mate. Yeah, cheers. It's been fun. No worries. All right. Thanks, guys.